Welcome back to Repod, the University of Salford's research podcast, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Dr. Sarah Withers, who works in the School of Science, Engineering and Environment, but who is also based partly across the Salford Royal Hospital. And it's just one example of the many ways in which the university brings together different sectors on really important research needs, and Sarah's work is absolutely no exception. Enjoy. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's great to see you here. It's been a while. It has. It has been locked away, (laughs) COVID, but I'm live in my office this morning. Oh, are you? How exciting on campus. I know. Yeah, students to look after. (laughs) Good, good. Well, it's great to have a chance to talk to you here. I think the last time we did a panel was probably back at Blue. Was it Blue Dot Festival? It was one of those things we did. Yeah, Yeah, two years ago now. And uh, yeah, it feels like a very long time ago. And uh, I saw that Blue Dot's coming back next year. So hopefully we might get over to there again and, and be present live in front of audiences again. Yeah, fingers crossed. It'd be great. So, so these conversations are to get to know our researchers. So tell us a little bit about what you do at the university. And we're really keen to know how you arrived at this point. What, did you, what led you into Solved University and the work that you do? Wow, that's that's quite a big story, isn't it? Um, okay, so we'll start with where about I am thirty now. seconds, if you can. Okay, oh, no problem. That's fine. I mean, yeah, probably sums it up. No, so I'm a, a lecturer, obviously, at the University of Salford, but I'm uh, very fortunate that I have a split post with Salford Royal, so I do fifty percent research and fifty percent um, teaching. Um, how did I get there, though? Is I guess um, a slightly longer story. So I have come from a pharmacology background. I um, did a degree at the University of Sheffield. I did a bit of summer experience um, in a lab and found that I actually really liked doing research. The lady I did my work experience with offered me a PhD, then moved to Manchester. And I guess I just loved it. And I stayed at Manchester for most of my research life, really. Um, And I was very, very fortunate. I made sure that I uh, got to know people, not just academics, everybody. Um, so it was one day the business manager had told uh, the professor of the department that I was looking for a job, my contract was ending. And I guess that's when my research career took off because he offered me a post, wasn't advertised, and I spent about eight to 10 years with him um, researching how um, the fat surrounding blood vessels can um, influence how they work so thinking Mm -hmm. about obesity type 2 diabetes and so on um i then had a child post-doc life was a little bit uncertain and i looked for Mm -hmm. a more permanent post which brought me to salford and so the research that you do has there have you always been sort of passionate about that that career path or was it something that sort of fell into your lap in at some point in your journey I guess a little bit of both. I knew from a very young age that I wanted to cure disease, shall we say. So um, as always, everyone's got a, a life story that kind of is a defining moment for them, probably. Um, but very early on, my mum had passed away. And I remember saying that I wanted to find a cure for cancer. But everyone wants to find mm. a cure for cancer because it's obviously very personal, isn't it? So I always knew that I wanted to do something health related. So if we look at when we're at school, for example, people see health related 
careers around nursing or being a doctor. And I, my dad said I wasn't going to be a nurse, even though most of my family are nurses. I think it's probably said something about my caring nature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I thought you were going to say he had greater, you know, he had different ambitions for you. Oh, and no, no, nothing to do with that. And then we had, um, you know, being a doctor was probably not really the right career for me. You know, that, that wasn't really my motivation. And we didn't really speak about being scientists back in those days. You know, it was more mm. about kind of um, what, you would be either be a traditional sort of career so i yes i fell into it i found a um a prospectus found pharmacology as a, as a degree and really liked what it was saying and I, I guess then i just found that i really liked doing the research side of things and so, so when we yeah. think about the, the i guess i'm not sure a transition is the right word word but if you think about i guess going back to that desire to cure cancer to now working with obesity I mean, that's obviously, you know, one of the biggest challenges in the world, I think, today in terms of personal and public health. So so it, was it something that you thought that's that's the thing I need to focus on? I want to prioritize that. Um, not so I, I guess it's it's serendipitous. Is that the right mm. word I'm after? <laughs> yeah. I've kind of come down um, when we when we do basic science research, one of the main things that um people don't realize is that it takes such a long time to get an answer to some of your research questions. So if you're doing cell culture and um, Western blots or PCR, it's a very, very long process to get an answer. So I ended up doing a um, postdoc in um, physiology where we looked at live segments of artery. So that mm -hmm. meant I got immediate answers so I was able to string up these vessels and add um drugs to them and have a look and have an immediate answer so I guess I'm kind of going about it a slightly longer way here so I was doing I'd, I'd found something in science that I really liked in terms of techniques and immediate feedback from what I was doing and I guess it grew from there. So we, I was already looking at blood vessels and early on I was looking at mm -hmm. pregnancy. And then it grew to being, well, actually, we know that obesity is bad for cardiovascular health. So what does the fat around the blood vessels do to their function? So it's kind of just progressed. And I guess that goes with how knowledge progresses as well that you know we don't just have an answer or we don't just start asking a question it moves with the current challenges so i have now taken the stuff that i was doing 10 years ago and we i am actually looking at the role of obesity in um, cancer treatment in children mm. and in dementia so you can see it doesn't just happen it, it evolves so it, i'm i've come to be tackling a problem in society but I never really thought 
that I would be, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. And I think it speaks to also the sort of scientific or the scientist's journey. And it's often, I think, a combination of, of that passion to understand something, but also finding yourself in an environment where certain key issues and key discoveries really shape what it is that you do. And I, I remember being as a PhD student, that it was at the time when the Human Genome Project was was in the process of being completed. And that very much shaped my own PhD. And, and I think that... It's, it's very challenging, I think, to maintain your own sense of direction, but also balancing that against some of the priorities that are within your research community. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And, you know, I don't think when you're when you choose to do a PhD or a postdoc, you think that you're going to make a massive difference at that point. And often, I don't know, maybe 60, 70, 80 percent of the time you you're not the hot topic, <laughs> you aren't the, the in thing. And and that takes a massive amount of luck to be the, the thing of the time. So, you know, I don't think as scientists, we should be beating ourselves up <laughs> about it because I do think our time will come. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but you, you're, I think, very, not necessarily unique, but special in the sense that you work across the institution, the hospital and the university. How did that come about? Or how does how does one develop that sort of, I guess, dual role? So I've obviously always been involved in health related basic science, but actually it was the university and the hospital itself that had created this role to try and foster collaborations across the two sites. So one of the... Um, main drivers of it is to make sure that the, the local institutions are working together to be able to answer local problems. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Salford and the Greater Manchester region have quite a lot of, I guess, health problems that, that need that kind of targeted response. So we've got passionate people in the area who are able to do research to answer questions that are relevant to the people of that area. So um, lung disease is massive in Salford, for example, that's mm. just one. Um, Salford Royal is the major trauma unit for the area. So we've got some really unique opportunities. So the idea was bringing me on board. So it was advertised as a post, as a, a split role, so that I could help to facilitate those discussions. Now, when I started, I thought it would just be about bringing uh, basic scientists or researchers to meet clinicians. Mm -hmm. um, and to some extent, that's what I've done. But actually, it's gone much more than that. It's, I've you know, linking in with our apprenticeship students, um, placement students, um, those that want to follow a sort of research scientist pathway. So there's been so much more from it than what I had thought, um, which may be what they they had anticipated, the powers that be when they created this job advert, but it has evolved as a role in itself. So yeah, bringing people together is ultimately what, what the job is. Um, and it's not just about research, I think. Definitely. And was that so do you spend part of your time at the hospital or does that require you? I guess maybe not so much recently. Not so much recently. No, I did have an, an office over there. But for, um, for those of you who know the hospital, 
Um, it has a clinical sciences building, which I think is probably an old Victorian building full of asbestos. It's been re, uh, redone a bit so that we've lost a wing to the car parking. So um, they've taken down half the, of that building. It used to be a, a nurse's accommodation. In fact, my mum did her training uh, there and, and lived mm. there for quite a while. So we, we do have some his, historical pictures of the building before it was offices. Anyway, cutting a long story short, that um, my office isn't there anymore. So I do go over there, um, but I don't really need to have a sort of office over there. But we have really good labs and facilities that we can use. But they got taken over a lot for doing the um, COVID trials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess so. So in terms of your own research over this sort of very difficult period, how has it affected your ability to get research done and what are you sort of focusing on at the moment? Well, I was really very fortunate. So I've had um, two PhD students just complete their their thesis and successful vivas and I've got one just about to do so. So, yes, it's definitely slowed things up a little bit. Um, it The access to the labs obviously came back maybe was it three or four months into the pandemic mm -hmm. with restrictions of course um i haven't been in the lab as much as i would have liked to have been and i think actually those conversations and you, and you know andy that actually we rely on our conversations with people to drive our new projects so i think actually my existing work has you know, continued okay yeah to, to an extent but driving the new stuff probably has had taken more of an impact than than the older stuff that was already existing because we knew what we needed to do for that so it's just picking that up now yes and and i suppose like for many people it's it's not quite yet knowing the full impact of of what we may have lost in terms of that i guess new energy and new activity that may may not have come into our work streams in terms of then sort of where you see your work going in the future because i think my, my experience certainly is it's very challenging, I think, to remain sort of at the cutting edge of research. So where do you sort of hope for your work to go? What are the big sort of steps for you in the future that you would like to take? Oof, that's that's difficult, isn't it? Um, well, um, let's if we look at it quite short term first, yeah. I have some early work that's ongoing with um, Blackpool Foundation mm -hmm. Trust. Um, and that's with Dave Greensmith as well, where we're looking at, we have a small clinical trial proof of principle about how um, cardiac surgery is impacted in uh, patients with obesity. So mm -hmm. Dave's looking at some heart stuff and I'm looking at whether the fat around the graft that's using bypass surgery, um, if the fat around that vessel is necessary for better outcomes. And actually does it matter what your demographics are, um, whether you're obese, so on and so forth, whether that that changes how how it works as well. So I would really like to get my teeth into that properly now um, mm. and get you know some more meaningful data, get a nice grant in that area. Um, and actually that could have significant changes to how surgery is mm. done. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Long term, I've when I came to Salford, there's so many amazing opportunities because we're we're not a big cardiovascular unit. So 
that's kind of forced collaborations with other disciplines and I've loved it it's it's been brilliant opportunities that I would never have had perhaps where you are safe in that bubble of of your own discipline um, so that, that has led to work in dementia with cancer um, with the microbiology team and you know I've, I've had an amazing time but actually one of the things that I'm trying to establish now is to get more of a um, strength in numbers within the cardiovascular so working with the health school now and I would mm -hmm. really like to develop our cardiovascular work across the institution more so than perhaps we have been doing. I think that cross sort of school and cross disciplinary work is so so really important I guess then just sort of finish up I suppose sort of often we sort of get into professional mode and, and that's really what defines a lot of our, our career but you must feel I suppose quite connected to the broader sort of societal issues around obesity do you think that there's enough awareness about the scale of this challenge and the need for action I mean how do you see things particularly not necessarily policy terms but just that wider awareness of, of what we're dealing with I don't think people will ever ever think it's going to happen to them mm. and I think that's what needs to change that we we're really good at thinking that there'll be something to fix us and yeah. what I would one of the things that I'd I really want to start seeing is that people actually know what the outcomes of this <laughs> disease is and just more awareness more self-responsibility and you know unfortunately the risk of dying is greater if you're more obese mm -hmm. now that's really sad and it's really unnecessary so i in many cases when we look at our our children it would be great to see more kids doing more exercise and, mm -hmm. and eating better because they're our future and ultimately yeah. they don't get a choice we're there for them so that's that's where i would like to see the biggest impact in just changing the mindset of how we protect them yeah and that's why it's so important i think to get out there with these messages and 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 we do a lot of sort of science communication work at the university but especially sort of getting out into unusual spaces like festivals and and the places people go to have fun but where they can learn a great deal about some of these yeah. things so thanks so much for being here sarah it's great to hear about your work and i think especially that partnership across the university and the hospital is such an enriching part of university life so so good luck with the with your next steps in your work and and look forward to seeing what comes next Thanks, Andy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Well, that was Dr. Sarah with us from the School of Science, Engineering and Environment, and she also is a researcher for the Biomedical Research Centre. Next time, we'll be joined by Dr. Scott Thurston from the School of Arts, Media and Creative Technology, talking poetry. See you soon. Mm -hmm.